0: In. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Austin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hello, hello. We're back. It's been a we another week. We are back.
0: I know, another week into your awesome streaming adventures, so I've been keeping track as yeah. I'm making all the overlays every week, so this is streaming week six, Whoa. for those of you who are following along. Who <laughs>
1: knew I could stick with something so complex and and, and time-sensitive for six weeks? I
0: mean, I don't want to say anything, and I don't want to be mean, but no. I'm a little bit shocked that you have, to be honest.
1: <laughs> you know what? Let's be mean. Let's tear it open. Let's get in there. Let's do a little, uh, little uh, deep dive on this, because really, you're right, I... If Nothing you're not I gonna think be me you
0: can't stick to things. I mean, no. obviously you have a wife and family, you yeah. have the ability to commit to something. It's true. I'm just you know, like I I'm, I'm surprised that streaming is one of the things that piqued your interest. The thing is, the like
1: streaming is I've tried it before with, with a lot of YouTube stuff, and I and I think that what I was missing with YouTube was that there isn't that interactiveness. Mm-hmm. Like you are literally talking to yourself. And and if you're like me who, you know, has a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of, you know, all that fun stuff called being a human being and overthinking things, uh, talking <laughs> to yourself for 20 minutes to an hour, recording, putting it up, and then seeing like one or two views. It's like, oh, so I literally was talking. To him. And, and it just it reinforces that negativity. And, and, right. And, and it's time sensitive as well. So when I started streaming, it was from the point of view that, hey, not only am I going to be feeding back into the gamers in feeding back into other projects, but I could also just hit a button, go have the chat to the side. Not like we've covered in the past. Not that that's not that streaming is easy mode. That's not the case. It's been six weeks folks, but, um, <laughs> just, just, to, just to do more and also to carve out, you know, another chunk of time where I, ha- I know I have to play video games for the gamers in or else we would have nothing to talk about. Uh, right. so by that nature, it's like, okay, this this makes perfect sense at, from a business perspective, from a Ryan needs to play video games perspective. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and people have been really supportive. And uh, I think that a lot of folks need to know when you're a small streamer, like getting a few viewers per stream has been, it has been great. It doesn't matter if there's not a huge crowd. It's oftentimes it can be kind of distracting and, and we can get into that in a bit, but I think that having like starting off small, having a few people tune in, having a few people engage with the content you're playing has just been really rewarding and helps me sort of uh, go through the thought process when when trying to analyze a game to be able to talk about it. Um, right on this, because you're already you're just even if you're talking to yourself or the chat room, you're kind of picking apart the game and editorializing it as you go to try to figure out how you're gonna share share it with uh with our listeners on the cameras in so
0: yeah it's like it's been friend.
1: good yeah it, yeah exactly so it's been it's been really rewarding and i'm happy to report that i am three quarters of the way to becoming affiliate i hit 50 followers Yeah,
0: uh, i i was that 50th follower and yeah. i felt really bad when i went to go watch you the <laughs> other day because i wasn't following you and i was like whoops that's, I think I was following um, arm the nuke that's why yes so, so you've changed your twitch name which is yeah, yeah. which
1: I'm glad or, I did you
0: did, did you change your twitch name or did you like start a whole new account
1: I started because a I, whole new account
0: yeah that's what I thought okay cuz um, yeah if you had changed your twitch name which is something that they just opened up within the last I want to say like the last year mm. um, then you would retain all your followers and stuff but you didn't used to have the ability to do that because i know when i switched from gis gamer to joss plays i had to start all over again and that was really frustrating because at that point i had been doing angry chicken for like two years when i decided to make the change so i lost all of my followers and had to start back from zero so i do remember that yeah um, yeah i mean i've now overtaken the numbers i had on my previous Twitch account but it's like i'm wondering like how many I you know lost in that transition who just never changed over and think I never stream?
1: <laughs> yeah, or or it's it's really uh, a lot of folks who follow might not be folks who are actually tuning in on a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. you have you have your regular folks and then you have people who are who are coming in and following you because, like, yes, I'm going to support you. I'm going to watch you stream on occasion if it's a game that you're interested in. But you do have those folks that pop by. We've had, like, a couple regulars from the Discord, and I've been trying to not, you know, spam the Discord, but just letting folks know, like hey heads up i'm gonna be streaming x y or z it's all gamers in related so which
0: is good and that's something i'm really terrible at is Mm -hmm. like outside of just assuming that people are following the twitch channel and they'll get notifications when i go live like actually posting on twitter and posting in discord and posting in all the different places saying like hey i'm streaming now like you guys should come hang out and watch i'm so bad at it I yeah. just assume that if people want to know they have notifications and that that's not a, that's a bad plan. Well, I'm bad at like marketing myself and spreading the word.
1: <laughs> well, I was, I, I had forgotten to, in our, in our two hour meeting today, I had forgotten to mention that, uh, there are services available. I know uh, of a couple discords that I'm in that have these, like, I know bots are a thing that people are yeah. not too fond of, but I find like if a bot is useful and, and relevant to the community it can be helpful and getting notifications through discord that someone's going live is something you can set up. Honestly, I don't know. I personally rather, I personally like the idea of going in and, and tailoring like a response to folks and saying like, Hey, in a couple hours I'm going to be starting this as opposed to just a duplication of the Twitch notification. That's, so that's something that people can look at as a, as an option if they have a discord attached um, to their Twitch streaming community. But I uh,
0: it... <laughs> I have a funny Discord story. So, oh. uh, like, last week, somebody approached me to buy my Discord partnership. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> How does that work?
0: So, uh, my channel is partnered on Discord because right. I was, like, in the first wave of partners, in the first wave of people, like, starting up on the platform. And so, I got on the Discord boat real fast early sure yeah
1: and it's huge and
0: uh, yeah and now it's huge and now they have ridiculously strict like uh rules on who gets to be a partnered server Mm -hmm. and uh you have to have like huge numbers of followers on a different platform for them to consider you for partnership on discord and it's a whole big thing so i got this like dm on twitter from this guy who was like uh we have a community of thousands of players and your partnership won't go to waste and i was like Mm-hmm. Screw you, buddy! Like, <laughs> who's saying my partnership is going to waste? I like my Discord community quite a lot, actually. So, uh, if That's... you have thousands of people in your community, why don't you just go through the normal partnership channels and leave me the hell alone? <laughs> so, so did
1: you actually respond or? or...
0: I did, and that's how oh. I responded. Oh, okay, basically. perfect. It was no. like, if you have so many people in your community, then go through the proper channels.
1: Yeah, don't buy. <laughs> like, that's why a... are
0: you bothering me? <laughs> uh,
1: and did he respond, or was it just he like He
0: basically a... said, oh, well, our, our platform is just starting, so we're going to have thousands. I'm like, all right, buddy, oh, whatever.
1: Oh, That's like, oh, my God. You don't... <laughs> See, okay, this is perfect. This is a perfect example when we talk about streaming, and, I, and I'm not saying that... Uh, I'm sure every you know large streamer, medium streamer, people who have been doing it long enough will realize that you can't skip to the end. A classic example right. taken away from streaming was is Scott Johnson. He gets a lot of emails about okay, how do I sell t-shirts, how do I sell mugs? It's like you can't just skip to the end. you you can find ways to to make those products available, but it, you know selling those products can be expensive unless you have the right folks. in in place especially if people Mm -hmm. aren't buying t-shirts or mugs from you so you don't skip to the end you build a community like you know you've done with joss plays like we've done with the gamers in and and i know i know that like with my streaming i know i'm not gonna just skip to the end
0: even with all the work that i have done and the community Hmm. that i have built that i'm really you know happy about and proud of and everything else like it's still not cheap to do the whole merch thing and nope. like I looked at um even just the other day doing pins and I was like is there any interest in this is this something that would actually sell And even like the poll responses I think I got like 10 responses on my poll and I've got like almost 8,000 Twitter followers and I'm like if you guys can't even be bothered to click on a tweet yep. There's no way that you're actually gonna buy any merch no matter how adorable I think my little unicorn emotes are Like, if you guys don't want them as pins, you don't want them as pins. I'm like, all right, move on. Like, so the fact, like, it's just, it's so funny, like, that you can have an established community, be a podcaster or streamer for so long. And Hmm. it's just like, monetization is not easy Hmm. and is not a given. And I think a lot of people think that, like, it just, it just is, it just happens. It's like, once you start being a streamer, then you need t-shirts and pins and, you know, mugs and all the rest of it. And it's like, no guys, nope 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 like the product that you're making is not a t-shirt your product is you and your stream and your content and if people decide to pay you for that awesome and if they don't that's okay too like you just have to figure out what exactly you want to get out of this whole experience so you were mentioning ryan that you were getting close to being an affiliate Mm -hmm. so um what steps do you have left to do like what's your what's your next goal
1: the uh average viewers has to be up to, to three i'm currently at two kind of hovering but i find that now that i've been so average viewers so, so followers is directly related to you just getting out there getting your name out there and that's something yes. that we've been and getting
0: it, people to click the yes i want to yeah. follow him but
1: so knowing that if you look at that process we've been doing talking about it for six weeks on the gamers in which has a pretty you know heavy following more than 50 so <laughs> i'm not throwing anybody under the bus but i'm saying like you have to work at it no matter who you are and you just have to keep going so with average well, because, viewers, okay
0: so this is the other thing mm-hmm. um when you're talking about getting it like it's that call to action right yes so you can talk on gamers in as much as you want you can tweet out as much as you want but the thing is you basically need to catch people right at the right moment for instance there are over a thousand people listening to the sound of my voice right now as i'm talking about you know everyone should go and follow ryan but (laughs) if you are currently sitting on the bus listening to your like listening to us on your phone or something then ryan's not actively streaming it's the twitch app is kind of a pain in the ass and you go Mm -hmm. you know what when i get home the first thing i'm going to do is go follow ryan Then you go to work for a day and then, you know, your wife calls and then you're like, oh, my God, there's, you know, kid shit all over the place. Because that's just what I assume it's like when you live with kids. And, you know, (laughs) before you know it, it's time to go to bed and then you're on the bus listening to a podcast again the next morning. And Mm -hmm. so even though there might be, you know, hundreds of people out there that are going, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to help Ryan. I'm going to go support Mm -hmm. him and, you know, make sure that he has a ton of Twitch followers like. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So the whole call to action conversion rate, it like yeah. it's the same with the, like you would you tweet out a tweet and you get 50 likes and maybe three of those people actually click through the link. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's that call to action and the actual conversion rate. The conversion rate, if you're getting like one to two percent, that's actually pretty good because, yeah. you know, people tend to be, you know, lazy and or busy. And so it, sometimes it is it's difficult to to take your audience from one thing and move them over to another thing
1: yeah so yeah.
0: It, it's definitely a process
1: oh yeah and and i've noticed and not again like i i've been getting folks emailing and uh some new people popping up on twitter that are you know saying big fan and the gamers in and, and there, there was someone that popped in when we were playing uh wolfenstein uh this week last week so i i will say that yeah like for average viewers though i find that all the other ones are just streaming, just stream, yeah. stream, stream, stream. Thirty in a thirty-day period, and you'll get those achievements, no problem. Followers is something that will always exist. You'll unless people unfollow you, which I don't think happens often in Twitch because there's no like, there's no stuff in your face when you follow a bunch of people. Right, as yeah. far as I know, but with the average viewers, it's about consistency and it's about a schedule, and that's one thing I haven't been able to nail down. But I will say here that. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern is kind of what I'm aiming for. It's kind of what works. Now that we've moved Gamers Inn to Thursdays, and uh, Zamp is usually later on Wednesdays, I can I can take a night on Tuesday to kind of do a stream. So Tuesday night at 8 right. p.m., and I can already tell you what I'm going to be playing because um, for the first time in six years on the Gamers In, we will finally talk about Minecraft. Wow! It's going to happen, and I'm going to. I'm excited. Gonna, I'm going to stream my first steps. Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash CA. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. I don't know. We might kill some uh, creeper green things. I don't know. We'll build some shit. We'll fall in lava. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, Sounds I'm looking good. forward to it. So the, the another thing that popped up is I was streaming le- this week. and Well,
0: just before we, before we oh, okay, get go. too far away from the whole idea of average Mm-mm. viewers, the other thing I did want to point out is you've sure. been streaming – fairly steadily for six weeks now, right? So mm-hmm. the average viewer thing is over the last 30 days, so approximately four weeks. So the thing about that is that you have a whole bunch of streams from your first few weeks when you didn't really know what you were doing that were probably True. down in the zero to one viewer range and now you're getting it like I think when I was watching you last night, you were up to six or seven. So you just have to kind of wait a little bit of time for that average to to go up a little bit, and I'm sure within the next week or two, like you'll you'll have no problem hitting that affiliate goal because I yeah. think you just have to drop off a couple of your lower weeks at the beginning, but uh, but yeah, you should you should be fine, I think.
1: Yeah, remaining consistent to to keep yeah. the average stream days and average hours and average viewers at a consistent level. So yeah. that's sort of the goal, and and I think that carving out a little bit of time each week is, is going to help there and no that, that that's not to say there might be some surprise streams I, I know like if I have enough stuff to do in Fire Emblem Heroes I'll pop in there on like a Friday or a Saturday night but um, an- another thing that had popped up when we were streaming was uh, these notifications so I'm getting notifications I'm hearing the little bleep bloop in my ears but then I realized that like I got my Twitch dashboard on my on my MacBook here, and I have no. It's just a small little postage stamp, so I can't see who it was, mm-hmm. uh, or or the message uh, someone had donated when we were playing. Well, that's and like,
0: the other thing is too, mm-hmm. um, things are going to come through on different platforms. So if sure. you are getting donations through Twitch Bits, then that's going to come in through Twitch. But if you're getting an actual monetary donation, that'll come through your. Uh, kind of platform of choice, whether that's Streamlabs, StreamElements, whatever it may be. Um, So you kind of have to monitor a few different places, which is why, um, although if if I had the level of subs that someone like Shroud has, where it's literally the notification is going off once every like minute or less, if I had subs coming in that often, then I would have a different notification. But because I don't, I usually average about five subs per stream. Okay. so that's why my sub notification is so loud and so different so that I can actually Mm. like when I hear somebody like, oh, cray button time, like I know that that means that I've gotten a sub. So I don't even need to look. I can just say like, oh, my God, thanks for the sub. Really appreciate the support. And it pops up and says who it was in Twitch chat. So I'm already watching Twitch chat. So I can just look over once the sub but like that crazy loud donation thing is what triggers me to go and look at the, at the chat room. Yeah. And so on the majority of my layouts, um, I haven't done it for my general gaming, but I've done it for my heroes layout. I've done it for my hearthstone layout. I've actually gone in and edited all my notifications so that they're all unique. So like, um, my host notifications are like the innkeeper saying like, welcome to the inn. And then like all of my different levels of donations. So like, A lower donation is the innkeeper going, oh, golden common, like when you flip over the cards (laughs) on your opening packs. And it goes out, you know, rares and and epics and legendaries for really big donations. So it's like changing those audio cues in your notifications so that you know exactly what's happening without having to look anywhere is actually key if you're playing a game like you were playing Wolfenstein 2. So that's a very, like... You kind of had to focus you have to look where you're aiming like you can't be looking over it's not like hearthstone where i can sit there while it's my opponent's turn check my notifications read my chat room like all that stuff on my second monitor if you're playing a game where you're really focused in you need the audio cues more than anything else
1: yeah no that's a good point because i think the default audio cue for the and i and it's i just
0: kind I, of like a bing it's, yeah,
1: like it's a bing. It, it, and it's the same for everything. So yeah. I know folks were following. I I believe there was a couple of hosts that came in, and and then the donation. But um, I will I will have to look into that. I, I am planning to delve into like creating an overlay using uh, you you might have seen like the you know the Ryan Murphy CA like sort of uh, pixel art and stuff. So I'm thinking of seeing what I can do there. I, I have to I have to also think like if I'm gonna stream a new game each week i need to get like a screenshot that best represents the gameplay because i'm pretty sure when i was playing wolfenstein i had a couple people ask like how do you know how you're if you're dying or not because i was covering the health and armor and ammo um so that was a rookie mistake something yeah. well something and be,
0: that, that happens quite often like yeah. so i have a general gaming overlay uh that i use for world of warcraft and it's fine because I'm not covering my mini map, but I am covering like all of my buttons. So I have a weak aura that pops up in the middle of the screen to show what my spell cooldowns are, and you can see when I'm pushing a, a spell, it shows up on the weak aura and shows the cooldown and everything else. Um, but if I didn't have that, yeah, I wouldn't be able to use my uh, my general overlay. And that and that's the thing that you have to watch when you're when you're playing a new game is making sure that your overlay doesn't cover things up. So some of the more popular games you can find overlays for pretty easily but um yeah if you're playing a whole lot of indie stuff that can that can kind of sometimes be a problem um generally you're okay like on the like the middle of the screen at the at the sides usually you're okay because normally stuff is like the actions in the middle and then you have got your four corners where people tend to put things whether it's health bars or maps or whatever right. that stuff usually goes in the corner. So the middle on the side, you're usually okay with. So I think like if you're looking for a more like general layout, that might be, that'll kind of just generically work for everything. The middle of the screen is probably your best location to put things like your camera, but, um, I also like the look of, you know, the the bar across the top is really cool. So yeah, um, sometimes sometimes you can get away with the top, but then like you have a game like PUBG where your you know compass is across yeah. the top. So it just really depends on on what you're playing. But like I have overlays. I'm just looking at my stream deck, so I have a different set of overlays for Heroes, Hearthstone, general gaming, uh, PUBG, Overwatch, and Hearthstone, and my nails. So there you go. I have I have many 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 different overlays so, for all of the different streams I do regularly.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I um I I have one for heroes, um uh heroes uh fire emblem heroes and then one for just general gaming. I haven't set up the heroes of the storm one because I think that'll that'll be a good game to so, sort of pop into if if I if I have a free evening and I want. Yeah. Play. I do enjoy heroes. I don't play it enough, and it seems like this again going back to the excuse of streaming, it would be to. Um, like a two birds, one stone type scenario. Yeah. So I, I think that's where I'm coming from. And and the last sort of question I have for this week, and I know you've dabbled with this, and I know Bo has, uh, has done a bit of this when he was streaming before BlizzCon, so... We tried to play pub well I say I tried to play PUBG last week. <laughs> Did not go so well. Um, right. it's, it's I, I
0: felt so bad. That no, was no, the no. most painful game night I think I've ever experienced.
1: <laughs> this is not to make people feel bad and I, and as a and patrons if you want to play PUBG that's fine. Let's pay let's play PUBG. And we need like
0: a donation goal that's like buy Ryan some RAM.
1: <laughs> so so here's the thing. So um I I am setting up a, so I, like I said, got a donation this week. I think it's time to set up like a donation bar on the, on the stream to kind of, and it, it'll be PUBG Ram. So it will be strictly mm-hmm. for PUBG. And I'm just wondering, you know, we talk about, you know, the monetization of stuff and, and you know, I don't, I would like to display it on stream, but I don't want it to be sort of, uh, I don't want it to just be there forever. Like I'm not, trying to talk myself down but i also don't want to like just take up room on the on the stream with uh, do you understand what i'm trying to say here
0: yes i do so donation goals are kind of um there's two schools of thought within the twitch community one school of thought is like yay yes give people a visual of what you're trying to earn this is your job like go for Mm -hmm. it And especially when you're doing something like what you're planning to do Where it's not just like pay my cell phone bill It's like I want to buy something to improve the quality of the stream I think people are much more um, inclined to donate when they know what they're donating towards. So, I mean, but then you also have to, you know, follow through. So, I did it with the uh, raising the money for the streaming rig. So, I had a, sh- a goal on my stream that was like, look, I want to buy a second computer. It'll help me, you know, have a higher quality of a stream. And it does. And, you know, it's it's so much better, so much clearer. And nothing chugs now. And I can play sure. games on high graphics because that's on one system. And then I can stream on higher resolutions on the other system. So, You know, overall, the stream quality increased and people don't mind donating towards that. Um, Then there's other people who say, uh, no, I don't like it. It's tacky. Donations should always be, you know, voluntary and you should never make people feel like they have to. So there's definitely two schools of thought there. Um, I only do donation goals when I have something specific. Like I always... Encourage donations and subs. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a sub goal on my stream, which is just, um, but the sub goals are all dictated by what the next step on Twitch is. So basically, like, unlocking the next emote is gonna co- take us 13 more subs. So, you know, I have what we're currently at in terms of sub points and what we need to get to because that unlocks something new for everybody, mm-hmm. right? So that's not necessarily a, um, this benefits jocelyn thing this is like a this benefits all subs thing so you know like i mean again there's there's two schools of thought but i think if you are going to do a donation goal saying what the donation goal is for is always good and i think that they i don't see the problem with them if they're uh to improve the quality of the stream i think that's fine
1: yeah and uh i i think for me like with the PUBG ram um it would be the The immediate uh, sort of what am I the result would be the fact that I would be able to play and stream uh, PUBG for for right. folks uh, either just on my own or for game night. And again, it's not like this thing where it has to happen uh, for for well, it would have to happen for me to be able to PUBG. But also, I know my computer n- needs new RAM. I'm not in any rush to get it because PUBG seems to be the only game that that wants mm-hmm. more RAM. Probably every early access game wants more RAM as well I've, I've definitely noticed that but it's uh it doesn't feel like one of those sort of um I don't know super uh, maybe it is a little self-serving and that it's like for one specific game but uh I don't know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it works and honestly if I find that it that it is getting in the way or maybe I just want to do a stream where I'm not worried about having the giant bar across the screen I have to look at how it would be placed on the overlay and and kind of play around with it. But if it can be done in a way
0: is you can probably do it in a way that you can Mm. kind of uh, like copy and reuse some of the assets from the stream elements overlays so that it's kind of uh, blends in with the rest of your stream. I know there's um, I think it's the stream labs donation goals that I think are but ugly, they're so awful, sure. and they—they, they, I think, detract from the stream. But I think that there's definitely a way to put a bar on the screen with some, you know, extra flair yeah. around it. Maybe that makes it a little bit less uh, in your face and more of a like, oh, hey, that—that's a donation goal. So yeah, I think there, I think there's, I think there's ways to do it in a proper way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just have to play with it and see how it works and kind of. See it, because I I don't see it's not me saying like I have to I have to get this goal. Like I am still streaming for the sole purpose of the experience and the interactions and getting the game time in. You know the monetary stuff is is secondary. Of course I want right. to succeed and and move forward, but uh, I know. You know, I could also say, like, well, every month I'll take a chunk of gamers in Patreon that I'm not using for games or or hosting or whatever and just put it towards into the RAM fund. And maybe the donation for the RAM fund or the donation goal just goes down each month, you know, based on my input. Like, I have 8 gigs of RAM. I know 8 gigs of RAM, as well as everything else in that computer over there, is just, it's a a generation before. So 8 gigs had been the standard for a long time. Now it's 16 probably because yeah. of PUBG. let's just throw it out it's probably because of PUBG. but uh anyways yes PUBG does not agree with my computer and um i'll, I'll look to fix that because i know people love that game and i like it too it worked at one point i, I should remind you that we played a ton of it uh, before extra life uh this year that's true and it worked quite well and we had a good time and i had a good time even though i'm i'm shit for brains when shooting people but um, <laughs> really good at hiding in bathtubs And shooting at Windows, so that's good.
0: That's key to anyone's PUBG experience. Mm -hmm. So speaking of playing games, tell me about your experience in Wolfenstein 2, because that's what you've been streaming this past week, right?
1: Yeah, so I picked up Wolfenstein 2. It's a game that came out last October in a very busy time. I think it came out the same day as Super Mario Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, Right,
0: because we talked about this, but I know like, mm -hmm. I didn't bother buying it because it was definitely... um, just so so i had so many other things to Mm. play i feel like it was also right around um blizzcon like it was just it not necessarily flew under my radar but definitely wasn't uh worth the out-of-pocket expense at that time (laughs) yeah
1: also it's a game that i mean folks who have been listening to this show for the last six years probably kind of know what games we sort of you know uh flock to and i I, i'm not sure wolfenstein is a game that would be up your alley, like being very gory. I remember when I talked about doom, that was a game that was kind of like, Ooh, gross. Like I don't, yeah, I that was the that. one
0: that I used to like, I'd walk yeah. over to Matt's computer to look at. I just be like, Oh, Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to not play this. So Wolfenstein is similar.
1: <laughs> it it has a similar nature to it. It's not as like, r- you know, limb tearing and and that sort of <laughs> grossness. There's, there's a lot of shooting. There's a lot of headshots. There's a lot of Nazis. There's uh I think when I was streaming, there was an instance where I had had an upgrade where I could run through people basically. So yes.
0: Because, like, I remember there was a dude standing there and yep. it's like you charged him with the butt of your gun and he, and just, he just went bleh. like he was. Yeah. Ma- what did you say? Made of jam, I think.
1: He, yeah, he was made of jam. And uh, yeah, he just went he went all over the walls. So yeah, Yeah, the game. So Wolfenstein to the, the original Wolfenstein that had come out from machine games um, or machine gun games or something uh, Bethesda published. Was something that I picked up and, and was interested in because a lot of people are saying like this is how single player first person shooter campaigns need to be done, and it's an old school shooter in that it's you're picking up armor, you're picking up ammo, your health is is not regenerating, you got to pick up health as well, and there's there's a cover system and you have to be you know persistent and very good at aiming, mm-hmm. not good at either of those things, <laughs> so uh, in the original game. I have this sense to be, I like to punish myself when it comes to video games. Like I think it comes from my achievement hunting days where mm. I would always have to play on the absolute maximum difficulty that I could muster. Because
0: then you like uh, yeah. cascade down all the achievements for the, yeah, I, exactly. I know those feels.
1: <laughs> and it's, you know, I've been recovering these last few years and I'm slowly learning how to accept the fact that I can turn the difficulty down. We've talked about this on the show before about how we've said turning the difficulty down to experience the story or the settings or the campaign or or anything, even the gameplay isn't a bad thing because we have such limited time to play video games and you might as well enjoy it, especially since they all cost like $90 here in Canada. So (laughs) now I I was able to pick this up on sale on Black Friday last, uh, last year. So I turned the difficulty down to and the thing that I don't like about Wolfenstein is that the game difficulty levels talk down to you, yeah. so yeah, it's a little it's a little pretentious it's not something I really like even Dark Souls doesn't do it and it's difficulty I don't even think dark Souls has difficulty settings, but the game I,
0: I feel like dark Souls just is perma extra super hard yeah but it doesn't
1: it doesn't make you feel bad for dying yeah yeah i mean it does make you feel bad but it doesn't do it on purpose (laughs) this game when you're choosing your difficulty is like a slider and it goes from super easy which is a image of the main character in a baby bonnet and a little soothing to the ultra hardcore where he's like got he's just like looks crazy he's got blood all over his face and he's just he's hardcore he's a badass right? right right so that was a little frustrating because I had to turn it down to, like, sort of a meek-looking main character. Like, kind of like uh, a, making a face like, oh, I don't know if I can do this kind of thing. So, yeah. once but once I got past that, and I just got to say, that's my biggest knock against this game, is that one little feature just kind of, like, can send you in the wrong direction. It's just like, really, guys? But it's, a, it's an old-school, hardcore game, so they got to yeah. get their licks in while they can. So, once you get past that, this game really is how first-person shooter campaign should be should be created it mm-hmm. offers an excellent uh, i wouldn't say excellent story but it offers an excellent setting it's very interesting i don't know if you're into the what if history scenarios where
0: oh god yeah no i love those yeah the alternate timeline stuff like what if this mm-hmm. thing happened and said like what if kennedy never died what mm-hmm. if you know yes all that kind of like are major kind of moments in human history like what if they'd gone the other way yeah very big fan of that almost as big a fan of those as i am like post-apocalyptic stuff although post-apocalyptic stuff i feel like is getting Mm -hmm. like more and more overdone in the past few years but in general i love me a good post-apocalyptic story true like horizon zero dawn for instance <laughs> yes
1: as, when they announce a sequel we will just have to have a horizon uh mini series i think that will oh yeah that, that'll
0: be the next gamers in presents project
1: yeah. is as soon as they <laughs> announce
0: horizon 2 oh man i'm so on the, it
1: the gamers in presents ryan and jocelyn talk about horizon until they've finished it forever yeah <laughs> like it, it it'll, it'll happen mark your words yeah. episode 309 we were right um, but this is this is a great example of a what if scenario, but it, it's incredibly dark. So what happens in World War Two is that the Nazis win, they take over the entire world, the world is theirs, everyone's under their boot, and it it showcases it in a dark, very dark manner. Um, with with a comedic, there there is a comedic slice to it, but there are definitely people dying under this Nazi regime, and so it's i would call it dark it's dark humor basically because there's some dark shit there but the nazis have a base on venus uh so there you go okay yeah it's it's neat in that in that fashion and your main character he is a basically a caricature a caricature of sort of those badass you know 90s shooter characters where he he is a Stubborn white dude with muscles that can shoot things real good.
0: I'm picturing like Duke Nukem. <laughs> Basically,
1: he's Duke Nukem, but not an, as much of an asshole. So ah. it's the the main character, you he actually grows on you, and they and they take this character that is just this meathead and turn him into someone who cares about the revolution. He's got a wife, or a partner rather, and and kids on the way, and they are under the oppressive boot of the Nazis, and the Nazis are these. They're also caricatures of what a what a Nazi. What you feel like Indiana Jones. You just watched that for, embrace spoilers, not too long ago. So yes. it's like those Nazis. They're they're the evil cackling Nazis that I'm sure existed, but every one of the Nazis you see in this game are like that. You know, and the way they display this story with a comedic light and, and the way it progresses is actually really neat and there are some moments where you're you're seeing like oh this is the moment where they save me and everything goes really well and i get to go to the next level all happy dory no that doesn't happen there are things that happen in this game that kind of fall against the grain of what you would normally get in a i'm the guy who can aim things and shoot real good type scenario like you you fail and Mm. and things happen so I was really uh happy about that. But if you watched the stream you you did see that obviously we we get the last laugh. So uh <laughs> I have this uh I have this weird I I start playing a game on stream and then I happen to finish it. I'm not a, as big a fan about like finishing games on stream because I don't really think that showing the ending is is fair, but um that's what we did. We we played the ending of the well, game. Well,
0: but I mean like the thing is um people if they've been following your adventures in Mm -hmm. Wolfenstein 2 and then you're just like oh well I don't want to spoil the ending so I'm not going to stream it like that's a huge letdown for anyone who's followed like your story and your gameplay right because I know like that was a lot of people especially when I did the um, until dawn stream right and, you know, like the, it's it's a that one is, is more of a story based than an action based game. But still, like people wanted to see the conclusion of that and, you know, how I got my characters through and, and what actually happened there. So I think if you start a game saying you're going to play it, you know, to completion, then w- there's a little bit of an expectation there when it comes to the stream. Like I wouldn't worry about no. spoiling the game for anyone like anyone who comes into a stream is aware that if they watch the game it's going to be spoiled so
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and and you know i i wasn't streaming from start to beginning i had sort of jumped in the last three hours i didn't intend to finish it i just intended to like prep in so prep in the end prepping is what i do on on twitch every week <laughs> and uh, eventually it'll just be called you know pi or something just because that's how people <laughs> roll these days they just start cutting letters out anyways um The idea is just to give a taste of of what I'm going to talk about and and kind of discuss the different, you know, gameplay moments. But the shooting, I'm not a good shooter, so turning the difficulty down allowed me to just progress through the arena battles, have a good time, too, because I think I I was displaying this on stream where I was having fun and it was still tense, like I was still failing, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't failing as much as I would have if I was playing on the difficulty I started at. So. I think in in this game like you shouldn't be too concerned about having the difficulty level set at what normally is described as the default setting. So I right. uh, I just really enjoyed the story progression and the characters are hilarious and over the top and there there are moments in that game where you're going to be cheering, you're going to be thinking like uh oh shit, where do we go from here type conversation and yeah, it it uh, it went places that I didn't think a first-person shooter campaign would go. Like, I'm so used mm. to playing Halo and Call of Duty where it's kind of a shoot-by-numbers type conversation. And I I love Halo, but those games are kind of a point A to point B type story, right? Right. Um,
0: you have to get somewhere faster than everybody else and you've got to kill a whole bunch of the bad guys on the way.
1: Yeah. In this game, you are part of the revolution and you're recruiting people in america who are are part of that revolution there and you're slowly building this team these different characters that are in different issues like for example when we were when i was playing on stream we were infiltrating new orleans which is where all the nazis put the uh, undesirables uh, basically Mm. and built a wall around new orleans and that's where they kept them in the ghetto and they were starting to basically just kill everyone in new orleans so you're going in there to to extract what is left of the American revolution in new Orleans. And mm. those characters are really interesting and very comedic and over the top. And, and that's where this game shines and that there are just many characters. And there's, there's also a moment which I think we streamed where um, it, there's a party on the boat cause you succeed and it's like, okay, <laughs> tomorrow morning, we're going to do the final battle, which I didn't know it was, but we're going to do the final battle. So now we're just going to get drunk and it just happens to be this uh scenario where just a bunch of cutscenes where people are just getting hammered they're playing drinking games and they're all interacting in a way that one would normally act if they're about to go on a suicide mission right just kind of like having a good time getting their last laughs in and and uh it the gameplay kicks in with you trying to find the arm of the pilot he has a robot arm and uh he takes off his robot arm because it he hits on somebody and this is a sign of the humor he's hitting on someone and instead of like handing her the flowers the arm like goes in and like honks her boob and uh <laughs> he he gets all pissed off at the arm and it's like you stupid arm and and then you have to then you have to go find it and he's super drunk and it's it's very dark humor and uh y- there's some characters that make an appearance that I didn't think they'd have the kind of gall to to show uh, on media anymore but uh they do that And, uh, yeah, Wolfenstein 2 is a lot of fun and I'm, I'm surprised that I beat it because I didn't think I'd be able to stick with something so kind of hardcore, but the story really kept me going and the cutscenes were super enjoyable. So I, uh, I look forward to, uh, checking out the DLC that's there when I get a chance, but yeah, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, very, very fun.
0: Awesome. Uh, I played a little bit this week. I didn't get a whole lot of uh, chance to just play games in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. For those of you who aren't aware, uh, this month is the last month of the kind of more traditional Hearthstone ladder. They're making some big updates to ladder coming in March. Basically, uh, instead of resetting you all the way down to the bottom of the ladder, now they're only resetting you four ranks. So everyone and their mother are trying as hard as they possibly can this month to rank up as high as they possibly can so uh that when their rank resets they're they're starting from a better position so i've been playing a lot of hearthstone i think i have like 250 games in already this month which is um way more than i would than i usually play so um a lot of my game time has been taken up with hearthstone we also had some uh house issues just Hmm. basement flooding and furnace breaking and all sorts of fun things happening this week so i've been dealing with Contractors and plumbers and foundation guys and and all sorts of things. So I've been super super distracted, but I did manage to carve out a couple hours to play Civ 6 because The one part of rise and fall that I didn't get a chance to experience last week when we talked about it was the Emergencies, so I have officially hit my first emergency and they don't seem to be um, Tied to a specific era. They're tied to events in the game. So the emergency that I had was um a religious emergency and it was that my capital city where my religion was founded because everyone as you go through your tech trees can found your own religion with your own tenants and it gives your civilization a different bonus so um assuming that you are progressing through your tech tree you will eventually found a religion So um, Paris, because I'm playing as the French. So uh, Paris, where I founded my religion, which is called naturalism, Mm -hmm. very production and nature focused. And uh, so it had been taken over by Catholicism and the leader of uh, I can't remember which civilization it might even be Spain, um, but I can't remember which civilization it was that actually founded Catholicism. But they essentially um, were using civics which is another part of the game to kind of further their religious agenda and didn't have a lot of tolerance for other religions hmm. <laughs> i realize this sounds you know a little bit sketchy but well
1: i mean um, like history uh, catholicism went through its fair share of, of fun times with that stuff yes. so yeah it's and and i wonder you know the way catholicism worked in in the real world was that it was kind of built in a way that like was easily Able to spread, and I wonder if it now. I haven't dove a really deep into the religion sort of aspects of Civilization uh, six six, right? Yes. Six, okay, yes. six. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna skip a step there, but um <laughs> they they often do, except in the case of Gandhi, they often do kind <laughs> of like give real world traits to the real world aspects that are in the game. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like all the Civilization bonuses are very much. Um, like, either the, the units or the bonuses that you get as those civilizations are very much based on how the civilization actually worked in their kind of peak time. Mm-hmm. And you get the bonuses at different times in your timeline and stuff. So, you know, uh, very powerful medieval civilizations will get their bonuses at the medieval era of the game and, and things like that. So they do stick kind of close to historical references. Mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> You're right, Gandhi being the exception. But um, you can actually go to war with religious units now. So oh. you, you can make like, um, so there's missionaries, which was kind of like the missionaries was the unit that you made when they first introduced religion into the game. And I believe that was in Civ 5. But now in Civ 6, you can actually you can make um, missionaries, apostles, and I think gurus is the final form of the religious units. And they can do like do battle and heal and all that kind of stuff. But they're like they're battling with the tenets of their faith. Like it's a, quite a robust system. Uh, so anyways, I wasn't really focusing on a religious victory. I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't you know, paying attention to it hardly at all. My capital city got converted and that was considered a global emergency because uh, the country that was controlling um, Catholicism was essentially trying to wipe the whole world of like, they were angry at any civilization that didn't follow their religion. Um, which, which is fine. Sure. And
1: so, happens all the time.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it, religious victory is one of the ways to do it. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, like there's, cause there's um civilizations can get angry at you now for not following the same religion as they do or not spreading um. your religion to them or Um, not following the same civics as they do. So if I have a very militaristic kind of policy of governance that could make somebody else upset, say you're too much of a warmonger, Uh, people can get mad at you for um, the size of your civilization, saying your population's too low or too high. Like there's a lot of different things that you have to balance if you want everyone to like you. Spoiler alert, it's pretty much impossible. Um, But anyways, I was focusing more on um, growing my navy and I wasn't paying attention to my religion at all. So I actually failed my first emergency because what happens was the first time it popped up, um, it popped up, said there's a religious emergency. You have to um, convert your city. So the city was Paris. You have to convert Paris back to naturalism within uh, four 16 turns of the next 30. Oh. So it gave you 30 turns to complete it. So basically you had 14 turns to convert the city back. And I hadn't realized, but like every one of my cities, except for the one that was furthest north, had actually fallen to Catholicism and I just had not noticed at all. So I mm. had to like build a holy uh, a holy site and then a temple and then a train a missionary and everything else. So I think I got all that stuff done, but I only had 13 turns left and I had to kick them out of my city for, for 16 turns. So I ended up failing my um, my emergency, But the interesting thing was, and I don't even know how you do this, but Mm -hmm. when it first popped up, it said, like, do you agree? Are you going to try to do this? Because you have the option of either joining or not. And so I said, well, yeah, this is my home city. This is my emergency. Of course, I'm going to join. And then it says um, each civilization that joins, assuming you're successful, You get, uh, I think in this case, because it was a a religious thing, uh, you get a relic, which are, um, you get bonuses to your civilization when you have like different, um, there's like relics and there's like work, great works by writers and all these other things. So they give you things like bonuses to your faith and your production and your culture and all these things when you uh, have these great works. Mm -hmm. So uh, you would be gifted a relic and then a share of a certain amount of gold. So I think it was like 4,800 gold. So there was me and two other civilizations for the first two turns and then they bailed on me so oh. then it was just me i didn't even know you could like opt out after you'd said yes so then i had no other civilizations helping me and uh so but when you're the last person working on the emergency you don't have the ability to say like oh no i'm gonna leave with no penalties so i was the only one i couldn't leave i failed <laughs> i was like so- oh man Did Catholicism um,
1: get to them? Is that what happened? Like they, they just, I,
0: I I don't know. mm. Maybe they realized I was a lost cause. (laughs) Maybe they took a look at my civilization and went, Whoa, naturalism is not working. So, uh, we're just going to fail. But, um, so anyways, we, uh, when the bad guy won essentially. So it's either like team good guys in the emergency wins or team bad guys win and they get a huge boost. So, because he had civilizations teaming up against him, basically, uh, he ended up getting 2,000 gold and, um, like, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but essentially, like, a push of his religion out to all, like, it was like this huge spread of influence, basically. So, he got a huge boost to his religion, so he got that much closer to a religious victory, and I was like, damn it, if I'd had three more turns or some help, then this probably would have been a lot easier, but... Um, yeah, like uh, civilization is getting so complicated with so many different wind conditions and uh, so many different ways to play, and all of the different civilizations and bonuses. Thankfully, I haven't. Oh no, wait, that's a lie. I was in a war. Australia declared war on me out of nowhere, and that was it was a big jerk. Australia. But, uh, So I have had one military conflict so far, but uh, but yeah, overall, like there's just there's so many different like because it started with just like a tech tree, right? Mm -hmm. But now you have like your technology trees, you have your civics trees because you have to research all the different kinds of governments. Um, Yeah, it's just uh, there's so many different parts of Civ now that I feel like this is like my practice game (laughs) and then I can try to do like a real game once I kind of play out this whole France thing. But uh, yeah, I did also, Ryan, just so you're aware, I found the city-state of Toronto. So it, oh. Canada, Canada's there. It's just we're independent city-states as opposed to an actual civilization. So we're on the radar. Sure,
1: we're maybe getting there.
0: Day, maybe one day it will I, be I, an actual
1: civilization. Just, you know, there's a whole country of these Canadians. I mean, I know this game is made in the States and they only kind of... You know, they know they know of the uh, the pop cult, but there are some like there's some like, you know, civilization and not to throw any civilizations under the bus. But there are some some little known ones in there uh, yes. that 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 are that are awesome and offer a unique experience. However, if you're going to check a box on countries that, hey, in the in the real world of the game of civilization, Canada's doing all right. You know, like yeah. third in the Olympics right now. Um, that's pretty good. From a civilization standpoint, we're still kicking.
0: (laughs) Because Olympics is where you decide who's the best country, right? Now, we may own
1: one sub and it's stuck in a mall in Edmonton, but like, it's, you know, we could get it out. We're going
0: for the cultural victory. It's (laughs) fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We just put everything in malls in Edmonton. Yeah. And that's how it rolls. And and we have Wonderlands too. Yeah. So at least one that I know of. So I'm just saying. I will pay for the DLC. Make it DLC. It doesn't have to be part of the main game because we all yeah. know if you put Canada in there, it's like, oh, it's Canada, blah, blah, you know, put make a DLC. Let me buy it. And, um, uh, make, I you know,
0: I would totally buy Canada.
1: If you want to make it, uh, unique. Yeah. Give it a, give it a French Canadian, uh, prime minister, Ooh. you know, because I feel like, you could probably the mix
0: of French and English, I feel like is very Canadian and is yeah. very unique. So I would I would like to see something like that, like maybe yeah. the Acadians or something would be cool, too. Sure. Um, yeah. Some, I don't know, that, there's Eastern. a lot of different ways that you could go. Anyways, we're not getting into. No, we've done even. that before. I just, yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have now tried an emergency. Um, Good. Spoiler alert. The AIs can totally bail on you. So be prepared that if you decide to enter an emergency, you might be on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just something to keep in mind, but I'm still having a great time in Civ 6. It's good. an awesome game. Uh, yeah, I can't speak more highly of Civ in general. It's just, oh, so good. So much fun. Um, but I think that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. We do have a patron ad from Simon who says, Weekly News Dash is podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com uh again we want to remind everybody that we do have a patreon over at patreon.com slash the gamers in there's a lot of really cool prizes over there ryan side note while i'm thinking about it we should mm-hmm. totally record another patreon video because we haven't done one since we had like 100 episodes so uh, i think it's about time that we record another patreon video but uh, is, if yeah. you do like to support the show you can go over to patreon.com slash the gamers in you can also visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Ryan is Dar an Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash The Gamers and are available after the fact on both Twitch and at bit.ly slash TGI VODS. That's V O D S. Uh, Also, we wanted to remind you guys that we have some awesome TGI Presents projects going on right now. We are on episode two of Shipwrecks and Shanties, which is our Sea of Thieves podcast that's going to run until the game launches on March 20th. And Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your TGI Presents project?
1: Yes. So Summoner's Call, a Fire Emblem Heroes podcast. We have recorded three episodes now and uh, the reception has been really awesome. Awesome. And it's great to be able to talk about that game once a week. It, it helps get the old, uh, you know, the, it's a good outlet. So we talk about Fire Emblem Heroes each week. You can check that out at GamersInPodcast.com.
0: Awesome. And if you'd like to email the show and let us know what your streaming adventures have been like or your adventures in either Civ 6 or Wolfenstein 2, please do at info at Thanks for staying at the Gamers, and remember, tune in next week.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.